0: Gentlemen, happy new year! Welcome to the January 1st, 2017 edition of Season 4 of the Court Report on the Nakam Segal Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Ashiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nakam Segal Network. Every week, we will take a look back and a look ahead at all things the Ashiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weisselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is yls Guy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Achieva League for over a decade, and if you've won a championship within that period of time, you've already benefited from their amazing handiwork and craftsmanship. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, and most of all like you. I am a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, what are you waiting for? Do so. You'll have access to all of our episodes of The Court Report from this season, last season, season before, all the way back to our very first episode. Plus, you'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice, though. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Happy New Year again, one and all. Hope everybody's New Year. Hope everybody's Hanukkah was great and then we're all ready to get back into Yeshiva League action. Very slow week on the last week. We were supposed to have seven games. Of those, more of those games were postponed than were actually played. Three of the four game three of the sorry, three of the seven games were played. Four of the seven games were pushed off to later dates. So sparse schedule on the last week, but a lot coming up. We have a lot to get to in today's episode. We'll cover the last three weeks of JV basketball as promised, including two teams in the East with massive stretches. JV Hockey and JV Girls Basketball each have interesting playoff twists that could occur with the right and very possible circumstances, as you'll see. And in Varsity Hockey, a preview of major rivalries at the top of the division, as Frisch and TABC square off this week, and Rambam challenges both DRS and hafter just a programming note with finals and the winter break coming up over the next month or so we are going to uh release our uh our schedule for you we'll do that next week right here on the court board so sit tight and uh just wait for us we'll let you know what to expect over the next month but for now let's get into what happened over the past week or as uh, we're about to show you in JV basketball the last 3 weeks of action and what's coming up over the next few. We're going to kick off today's show with basketball. Like I said at the end of last week's show, because of last week's time crunch, we are going to start off with JB Basketball this week. We have three weeks worth of games to catch you up on. No teams had bigger weeks over the three-week stretch than Hafter and DRS. Hafter and DRS both went undefeated during that stretch. DRS, a perfect 3-0, including two big wins over top teams formerly undefeated North Shore and formerly one-loss Hank. They also rounded that out with a 65-29 win over Rambam to up their record to 7-1. Hefter came into the three-week stretch at a record of 1-2, having lost and dropped the big lead in the game against DRS to push their record to 1-2. Since that stretch, though, 4-0, oh, going a perfect 4-0 oh on the last three weeks, including wins over Ezra, SAR, YDE. And this past week in a battle of two teams going in opposite directions, after defeating Hank fifty-four to thirty-eight, so after jumping to a record of five and two, and really pushing their way into the into the top of the uh, of the East, they are in a group of three teams, including North Shore and Hank, that are now at five wins. North Shore is five and one after five and two and Hank, 5-3. and three. All three teams can actually clinch playoff berths this week. DRS has clinched a playoff berth by virtue of half their defeating Hank. Uh, honestly, it would have happened either way, as one of those two teams would have dropped to at most seven wins. North Shore went 2-1 the last two weeks, defeating Rombaum and Flatbush, but dropping a game to DRS to start started off. Uh, de- as we said, DRS taking the game against North Shore, uh, no- so North Shore taking their first loss on the season with that DRS game upping their record to 5-1, and one, though, with the other two wins. Hank, though, the other way, 1-2, and two, dropping their second and their third game. As we said, the loss to Hafter a second ago, they defeated Flappush in the process, but also took a tumble when they lost to DRS to start off their three-week stretch. Below the Mag and David at three and one, having no games in the last three weeks. Mag and David only playing four games. They're really going to have to hit the the road on their schedule, of, uh, because once you get closer to February, it's going to get uh, it's going to get a little packed. And then when you play so many games in a short period of time, it's going to be a little heavy when it comes to the playoffs. They're going to have two games over the coming weeks, so they'll up their their games played from four to seven. Uh, sorry, from four to six. But uh, Mac and David's really got to get going on their games if they want to They want to close out their schedule with any sort of rest. They were supposed to have a game this past week against Flatbush. That one was postponed to February 13th. Just to give you a sense of how the three-week stretch went in the East, besides the DRS North Shore and Hafter, nobody else was over 500. Uh, just a little stat there. Behind that pack of three five-win teams is a pack of three three-win teams. You already said Mac and David at three and one. Rambam and YDE come in tied at 3-3. and Rambam 0-2 on the two-week stretch, dropping the game to North Shore 52-37, to and then dropping that game to DRS on the 20th. So Rambam 0-2, dropping from 3-1 and down to 3-3. and YDE split their games in the last two weeks. YDE defeated Shari Torre 57-45 before losing to Hafter by 22 points. Flatbush at 2-3 and three, right behind them went 0-2 on the two-week stretch, dropping games to North Shore and Hank in two nights in a row. Shari Torah went 1-1, one one, getting their first win on the season. They are now 1-6. Shari Torah taking the win over Ezra, doubling them up. Ezra, still at 0-7, now eliminated after an 0-2 stretch over those two weeks. Taking a look at the playoff situation for the East, as we said before, DRS, as we said, has already clinched a playoff but They can clinch a first-round bye with a win this week. They face YDE on Wednesday night. Uh, This will get DRS to 8 wins. They currently hold the tiebreak over Hafter, who still has uh, the chance to get 8 wins at most. Uh, There are two other teams who can get 9 wins, North Shore and Mag and David. But they will play each other on this coming Saturday night. So one of them needs to drop down to 8 wins. DRS already defeating both of them has a tiebreaker over them. This would leave only one team, the winner of that game, that could get ahead of DRS, making sure that DRS now has a bye. But they can clinch the Eastern Division this week with a win and a loss by whoever wins that Mag and David North Shore game. They are both in action in other games this week. They are both uh, in action on Tuesday night, actually. North Shore travels to Hank, and Mag and David travels to Rambam. So by the end of this week, DRS, who now has a playoff berth, can also wrap up the entire East. Other than that, three other teams with the chance in the East. North Shore can clinch a playoff berth with two wins. And in their two games this week, or one win in either of those games, and losses by two of the following three, YDE, Rambam, and Flatbush. Right now, YDE, Rambam, and Flatbush can both reach the seven-win mark. If North Shore were to take a win, either of those three teams, they need two of those three teams who they have tiebreakers over to drop games on the week, Rambam, YDE, and Flatbush in action. Rambam will face uh, Mag and David, YDE against DRS. uh, Rambam will also face uh, Hafter later on in the week. Flatbush in action against Hafter on Tuesday night. After almost the same situation, Hafter can clinch a playoff berth with two wins or one win and a loss by YDE or Hank. That's almost the same type of scenario as the North Shore game. They can also clinch at least a first-round home game if they get the two wins on the week. Hafter will face Flatbush and Rambam, as we just said. Hank, sort of in a similar scenario, can clinch a playoff berth and only a playoff berth with a win, but they also need losses by two of three of Rambam, YDE, or Flatbush to make the playoffs so far. Taking a look out West, not as many games played as in the East, sort of dividing line, where one, two, three, four, five, six, six teams took uh took at least five hundred record on the last three weeks, and the bottom four in the division were all over. Taking a look at the top, Frisch only playing one game over that period, that being a forty seven to thirty eight win over MTA. MTA was five and one going into that? Sorry, four and one going into that game. Only one loss. A good game against Frisch. Frisch staying undefeated at seven and zero. That win clinched them a playoff worth. They can clinch a little from later on, and we'll uh, a little further a little later on, and we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. TABC also went one and zero on the two on the three week period, taking a win over SAR fifty-seven to thirty-four. MTA we just told you about the loss that they suffered at the hands of Frisch. They also took a win over Ramaz seventy-one to thirty-nine. So MTA breaking out from that uh from the the four-win mark to jump themselves to five and two. Speaking of teams at the four-win mark, JEC jumped over the five hundred mark to four wins at four and three, with two wins over the week, a win over Hillel and a win over Heschel in succession. So they are now above 500 and looking to fight for a playoff spot. The other two teams with wins on the week in the West, Ramaz and SAR. Ramaz won 2 and one We discussed their loss to, uh, their loss to MTA, but that came after two wins over Hillel and uh, Hillel and Kushner in four days on the 11th and the 15th. A 76-61 win over Hillel and a 73-53 win over Kushner, pushing Ramaz up from one and three to three and four, right by the 500 mark. Also tied with them, SAR, going two and two. We discussed uh, we discussed their loss to Hafter, which uh, which is their cross game. But uh, during that time period, they also defeated Kushner and Westchester, sandwiched in there. As we said, their loss to Hafter, and also their loss to TABC, a 57 to 34 loss. So SAR. Uh, not able to get over the 500 hump, but now at 3-4 and four in the same package, Ramaz, and right behind JEC, leading into their big game this coming week. Of the teams that didn't win a game in the West, you have Hillel, Heschel, Kushner, and Westchester. Hillel and Kushner, both going 0-2, Heschel going 0-1. Hillel dropping from 2-4 and 4 to 2-6 and 6 with losses to JEC and Ramaz in the stretch. Heschel 0-1, Dropping from one and two to one and three after losing by ten to JEC on the 18th of December, Kushner going 0 and two, dropping from one and four to one and six with their losses to SAR and Ramaz, and Westchester dropping one game, keeping them winless at 0 and six and on the brink of elimination, losing to SAR on the 21st. Taking a look at the Western playoff situation, the West, and Frisch, as we said, can, uh, has already clinched the playoff berth with their win over MTA. They can clinch at least a first-round bye with the win over Kushner this week. They face Kushner this coming Thursday. TABC, uh, TABC, MTA, and JEC are all on the verge of clinching playoff berths, and that can already be solved by one simple outcome. All three of those teams... At the very least, need JEC to defeat SAR. So a JEC win will clinch for all three of those teams. But TABC can clinch with a win versus Heschel on their own. They can they can win. Uh, they can they can win. Uh, they can clinch with a win versus Heschel on Thursday. MTA can uh, can clinch a playoff berth with just the JEC win over SAR. The same with JEC taking down SAR. Uh, if they can do that this coming uh, Wednesday night, all three of those teams, at the very least, will have clinched playoff rights. So that at the end of the week, we can have four teams from the East and four teams from the West, with uh, only two teams from each to go. Here's what's going to happen this coming week. A trio of games on Tuesday night, as Hank and will do battle, Hafter and Flatbush do battle, and Ramba, Meg, and David will square off all three games, featuring Eastern-only teams. Wednesday night, two games, including uh, the big one between JEC and SAR that we discussed, can really shape the West. YDE and DRS will also square off on Wednesday night. Thursday, three games dominated by the West, two from the West, Heschel and TABC do battle, and Frisch and Kushner will also square off two games of two teams on the opposite side of the standing sport. Also on Thursday, Rombaum and Hafter both play in their second games on the week, with Rombaum uh, having coming off the Mag and David game on Tuesday, Hafter coming off the which game on Tuesday. So both teams having the same amount of rest and preparation going into that one. Saturday night, two games, including the big one with Mag and David and Norsho. we discussed earlier. That could really shape what goes on at the top of the East, assuming that one of those teams hasn't lost going into that one. Both those teams lose DRS. Uh, DRS gains a foothold at the top and will have clinched division um, if they... oh, it's not clinched division, clinched at least a play... Uh, sorry, yes, they could have clinched the division. We discussed that. Um, for for the other game, Hill and Shari Tora, not really much there. Uh, both Hill and Shari Tora both down at the bottom, Hillel trying to get their way up to the top can only get the four wins. The same for Shari Torah, both of them can only get at most four wins. So, uh, both their seasons, uh, one of those teams will come out of there with uh, with a little better odds to make the playoffs, but with both only being able to get the four game, the four wins, it doesn't look like a reality. Over in varsity, only two games on the last two weeks. Oh, sorry, the last week. Flappish and Megan David did battle. Two Brooklyn rivals went head-to-head in a very close game throughout. Flappish pulling out the win 51-41. Louis Zarif and Joel Goldberg pacing the Falcons with 13 each in the win. Also on the week one cross game Hillel and YDE doing battle YDE upping their record to 8 and 1 with a 75-54 win over Hillel dropping Hillel to 1 and 10. Taking a look at the teams and how they stand Rambam and YDE both tied at 8 wins. Rambam at 8 and 2 has clinched a playoff berth as a result of that Mag and David loss YDE at 8 and 1 can clinch with a win this coming week. YDE will take on DRS. Otherwise there's no clinch for them this week because Shari Tora, the only other team that would be able to drop to give them a clinch, is not in action. Behind them, DRS at 7-3. and three. They can clinch with a win this week, so the winner of that DRS-YDE game will clinch a playoff spot. Hefter, at 5-2, can clinch with three wins. They have three games this week, or any combination that gets them tied with or ahead of all three of North Shore, Mag and David, and Shari Torah. Also at 5 wins, Hank and Flatbush both at 5 and 4. Behind them, Shari Tora and North Shore tied at 4 and 6. YDH, Megan David and Solomon Schechter round out the division. YDH at 3 and 8. Megan David at 2 and 6. Solomon Schechter at 0 oh and 11 and have been eliminated. Looking out west, Frisch clinched a playoff berth already at 9-2, and two, taking the lead in the division. Heschel, uh, still an undefeated 8-0 and behind them, can clinch a playoff berth this week with a Ramaz loss. Ramaz will face, um, Ramaz will face Kushner on Saturday night. SAR is seven and two, as well as Kushner at seven and two. Uh, SAR can't clinch even with a win this week because they haven't finished this series with Ramaz yet, and cannot get ahead of them just yet. But Kushner, with the win, will have done that. Even though, so, they'll be—they could be tied with SAR at eight and two, but they will have made it ahead because their game this week is against Ramaz, and that will have successfully completed the series for them this year. TABC at 6-3, MTA at 5-3, Ramaz the bubble team at 4-5. Every time Ramaz loses a game, everybody else gains that that foothold towards the playoffs. Maor, Hillel and JEC all out of it, Maor and Hillel. One win teams, Maora at 1-9, Hill at 1-10, and ten, JEC rounding it out at 0-10. Matchups on the coming week, Hafter and Flappish do battle Tuesday night. It's a rematch from a few weeks ago where Flappish handed Hafter its first loss and started its streak of winning three of its last four. Two teams now tied in the win column and at the end of the week will have played the same number of games. A Flappish win means that Hafter wins the rest of the week, uh, it will only put the Hawks one win above them at 7-3, and three, but holding the tiebreak. A half to win here means that the Hawks take control and can wind up two or even three games ahead at the end of the week, depending on their matchup with division-leading Rambam and winless JEC, which will all but end any flappish playoff hopes at hosting a first-round game. Also Tuesday night, Hank and North Shore do battle. Two teams are one win apart, with North Shore barely on the outside looking in, and needing a win to close the gap. North Shore win drops Hank to 5-5, making them 2-4 since their 3-1 start, only a loss ahead of North Shore at 5-6, and and North Shore holding the all-important tiebreak. With Hank still having to face Hafter and YDE. An eight and six record in that case would be a possibility, while eight and six is likely where Norshul will end up as well, depending on their game with Ramaz. So Hank needs this to put distance and to jump into contention for a first-round home game with the Hafter Which winner. JEC and SAR will also do battle on Wednesday night, also doing battle Wednesday, two others, YDE and DRS. The winner of this game clinches a playoff spot and for the moment will hold the top spot in the division by virtue of YDE. They're having Nine wins, or DRS having 8 wins, but the tiebreak over both YDE and Rambam, who will also have 8 wins. Wednesday night, we'll also see Mag and David and Hank. It's the second game on the week against another sub-500 team for Hank, and would certainly help themselves with these wins. Otherwise, they'll need to get wins off of tougher teams, like Hafter, YDE, and Derek Strange to mention Derek but they've already dropped a game to them this season. Thursday night, we'll see Hafter and Rambam. Not as much of a rivalry as in hockey, but certainly an important game for both. Rambam will need this game to regain their top spot in the division and bring them a step closer to clinching at least a first-round home game. After looking to thrust themselves back into the race at the top. Both teams will have the same number of losses, so the winner of this will have the tiebreak and a game up in the loss column, both important when you need a little bit of cushion down the stretch. Thursday night also has DRS and Solomon Schachter doing battle. Frisch and Kushner will face off. Both teams enter with two losses. Frisch looking to hit the 10-win mark and put the pressure on Heschel to keep up with a two-win lead. Heschel is off and can't make up ground, but also can't lose much more ground. Heschel has a cushion with Frisch having lost two games already, so a third would mean a great win for Kushner, a leg up in the loss column, and a tie break throwing a first-round bye for the Cougars into major jeopardy. It would be a statement win for Kushner, who don't have a win against the top four divisional team yet this year maor and hillel will also face off on thursday saturday night four games derechatora and hafter ydh on life support a loss can be the end for the bulldogs and alex Matovich's hope at bringing glory to brooklyn MTA and JEC will also face Saturday night. Ramaz and Kushner, the Cobras, could clinch a playoff berth with a win and also put a dent in Ramaz's chances. With MTA playing a game against winless JEC, as we mentioned, a Ram loss can mean a two-game gap between themselves and MTA and TABC, with tough games against MTA and SAR still left to go this season. They desperately need to win this to keep their season afloat and climb out of bubble team status. Finally, on the week, Mag and David and North Shore. Speaking of bubble team, two of the three bubble teams in the East meet up with the loser being left on the edge of elimination, and pending what goes on in their other games this week, might just throw them over the edge. Taking a look at the top 25, doesn't look like there's been one over the last couple of weeks, so we may have already mentioned this to you a few weeks ago, but let's just recap where they are. Heschel still at number one, Frisch at two, and SAR at three. This was all the way back on December 12th. Uh, other teams in the top 10, DRS at 9. Outside the top 10, MTA at 11. YDE at 14. Flatbush at 15. Going down the line, you have TABC and Hank in 19 and 20. Uh, you have Rambam, who leads the East down at 22, below those two teams. So that may have changed over the last couple of weeks. Those are the top 25 teams. Uh, Nobody, well, Ramaz, sorry, apparently Ramaz received votes, but not in the top 25. Kushner, also down at the end of that list. Switching gears now, let's move over to girls basketball, where an interesting situation is developing in the girls JV League. And to start off with the only game of the past week, and that was Hafter upsetting Hank by 143-42. The loss for Hank knocks them from the realm of the undefeated, puts them at six-and-one. For Hafter, it ups them to five and three, keeps them in the race for the division. Although having already played eight games, Hank only played seven. More of a shot for Hank to uh to take the division. Taking a look. At who is still ahead for both of these teams, Hank will still play Central, uh, North Shore, and Flatbush. Hafter will play Hank, and uh, sorry, will play Central and SAR. So, so Hank doesn't really need that much in order to win the division. Actually, in fact, they can clinch a playoff berth with a win versus North Shore or, or a Central loss, but can also clinch the conference with a win and a Central win. So it's sort of, uh, sort of. Uh, catch-22 there. Uh, North Shore and Hank will play on Thursday night. Central will play Hafter on Wednesday night. So a central win and a win over North Shore will give Hank the division, but a central loss, at the very least, uh, will give them a playoff berth or at the very, or a win over North Shore. So Hank has their foul safes, but it really is a catch-22 trade-off. Either they can have Hafter win their game and they clinch a playoff spot or Central wins and they don't clinch a spot, but it brings Hafter down a notch and makes for more possible scenarios for Hank to clinch the division later on. Take a rundown of the rest of the East, as we said. Hank at the beginning Hank at the top at six and one, Hafter at five and three, North Shore at three and four, Central also at three and four, Ramaz at three and five, Floppish rallying out the division at two and six. Moving over to the West, where an interesting scenario really is brewing. Only one game on the coming week that'll be fresh against Kushner. Uh, All honesty... As it comes to the West, only two games now that really matter. Taking a look at how the division standings are: Mayanote is at seven and two, SAR at six and one, Frisch at five and two. All three of those teams, as we said last week, clinched a playoff berth. at two and seven, Kushner at zero oh and seven on the outside looking in. But really, there are only two games now that matter to the West, and both are in February. Unless Brewery and Kushner pull off some major upsets, Mayanote should wind up at eight and two. SAR. By the time February rolls around, should be seven and one, and Frisch should be seven and two. The two games that make a difference are SAR's game against Hafter on February second, and then the game against Frisch on February seventh. If SAR were to win both those games, it's pretty moot. They win the division, Maya note is the second seed at eight and two, and Frisch is the third seed at seven and three. If S.A.R. loses both of those games, uh, they will drop out of that top. They'll be in third. Mayo and Frisch will have an issue at the top of the division to see who gets the buy. It'll probably involve a coin flip, as they have both split their season series. Not a great way to uh, to lose a buy spot on a coin flip, but there you have it. Where things really get interesting is if S.A.R. beats Hafter but loses to Frisch, then all three teams would be tied at eight and two and all three would have split their season meetings with each other. It'd be interesting to see how the league will handle that. It won't be the first time that this has happened, but with a three-team format, it could mean the difference between a bye and being the bottom team traveling throughout the playoffs. Moving over to Girls' B now. Only one game on the week, Ilana, Mag and David. We don't have a score for that, so we'll report that for you next week. Taking a look at the division standings, SKA at 9-0. and has clinched a playoff spot already. The same for Bruria at seven and one. Megan David is at four and four. Pending that game, shall have it at three and four. Ilan at two and six. Pending that game, Share well out of it at zero and ten. As we said, SKA and Bruria already clinching a playoff spot. Bruria will be in action twice this week with game against Ilan on Tuesday. And then hosting shall have it on Thursday. They can clinch at least uh, the second seed with a win over. Let's see, with a win over either. Oh, it no, must be a win over shall have it. They must be shall have it in order to clinch the second seed. Moving down the line in terms of Mag and David. if Mag and David defeated Elon, that means they will have clinched a playoff berth. They will be at the five when Mark Elon would be at 2-7, and seven, meaning at most they can get 5 wins. Mag and David would have taken 3 wins over Ilana on the year, meaning the tiebreaker would be theirs. Shari Toro only be, being able to reach 2 wins, meaning that we would have 3 of our 4 teams in Girls Varsity be taken care of, SKA, Bruria, and Mag and David. But at this point, until we figure that out, we will not know any further than just SKA and Bruria. And again, SKA has already clinched at the very least a home playoff game in the first round. Um, they are working well on their way towards the division. Again, them at 9-0, and Brewery at 7-1. Brewery has only lost to SKA. Those two will meet up again, and the winner of that will uh, will help us determine exactly what will happen to the girls' varsity B playoff standings board. Moving over to Girls A now, only one game on the week as well. That a thrashing by Hafter over Hank, not even gonna not even gonna really get into that game, very lopsided win. Hafter improving their record to five and five hitting the five hundred mark. Hank still winless on O and eight eliminated from future contention. Taking a look at the standings as they lie: Flatbush at seven and two, leading the East. Right behind them, Central and Ramaz six and three. Both of them. Hafter at five and five. North Shore at four and five. Heschel at three and four. Solomon Schechter at three and six. Hank at 0 oh and eight. Solomon Schechter can be eliminated with their with a loss to Maya Note this coming Saturday night. We'll get into our matchups in just a second. Over in the West, S.A.R. at six and one, Frisch at six and two, Hillel at five and three, Mayanote Note four and three, Breweria at three and four, Kushner at three and seven, Westchester at zero oh and five. Starting off this Tuesday night, Flatbush and Central do battle. Two teams at the top of the Girls A Varsity East. Flatbush can clinch at least the second seed with a win over Central. Central's still not in a playoff clinching position, but looking to at least tie Flatbush at 7-3. and three. A win would do them a lot of good in going... Towards, uh, going towards trying to get the number one seed as the season winds to a close. Tuesday night, we'll see a cross game between Frisch and Hafter. Very big game for both teams. Frisch looking to maintain their standing at the uh, near the top of the West if a win would put them over SAR. At least for the moment, SAR will play against Frisch later on in the week. Frisch having three games this coming week, first with Hafter on Tuesday. Then on Thursday, they play SAR, and then they'll meet Bruria on Saturday night. So Fresh, having a really big week could potentially make the playoffs should they sweep all three of those games. Other games are on the week, Wednesday, we'll see Westchester and Bruria doing battle. Well, let's at least get into what Hafter with Hafter. Hafter only having two games left, meaning that their shot at a playoff really comes down to how much separation they can put between them and North Shore. Hafters' two remaining games on the season are Bruria and Frisch. They, the the teams that North Shore are playing, North Shore will have Central, Hank, and Bruria. So, the Bruria in common between North Shore, Hafter having to play Frisch. Frisch is a very, very tough opponent. Nor should I be playing Hank and Central. If you take a look at that. Central, I guess you could put Central pretty much on par. You're going to have Hank. Hank at this point hasn't really been a challenge for many teams. So put them right now, assuming that at 5-5. Five and five, And the schedules or the opponents, the strength of opponents, are at least decently similar. Central has, uh, has already been a... Uh, a, a beatable opponent for North Shore, though, and that's the only reason giving Hafter pause. Hafter's going to have to take the game this week, or at least the game against Bruria. Well, you're going to have to take both in order to really separate themselves from the pack, from North Shore, and assure themselves of a playoff spot. Lurking in the back is Heschel. Heschel will play Hank on Thursday in an effort to push themselves back into the playoff race. Thursday though the big battles uh the big battle will be SAR and Frisch the two teams at the top of the West these teams are we've we've noted it before how uh how fierce this rivalry is and how far this goes back this is going to be a grudge match in the last battle that these two had uh Frisch defeated SAR so SAR are looking for a little bit of revenge on their own court and again that game will be Thursday night Saturday night Bruria and Frisch will do battle in Breweria. Ruria, at this point, is not yet out of it. Right now, they're 3-4. They're only one game behind Mayanote. problem for them is that they haven't really beaten anybody above them. They've taken three wins off of Kushner and Westchester. They're going, they're going to need to start fighting above their uh, above their current and present standing. Right now, again, they're 3-4. and four. They have two games this week. They have Westchester Wednesday. They have Frisch on Saturday night. They're going to need to put it together if they want to get back into the race. So if they can actually tie themselves with Mayanote this week, Note again, playing Solomon Schechter on Saturday night, uh, Solomon Schechter could be eliminated with the loss, but looking at Note in this case, the two of them could be tied. Bruria, if they beat Frisch, and Mayanote be, beat Solomon Schechter, two of them will be tied at five. They'll be tied with Hillel at five wins. It'll be a good start for Bruria. Question is whether or not they would be able to maintain it. Right now, Note. Already showing that they could be tougher teams this year, having taken out Frisch and Central, looks to have the advantage on them. Going to need to start putting together down the back stretch. We'll know more in a week's time exactly how the West will look. But again, all eyes will be on that Thursday night game between SAR and Frisch at the top of the West, and for the East, it'll be Tuesday night, Flatbush and Central. Once again, you are listening to the Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League sports, moving over to hockey for a little bit. Let's start off with varsity hockey. Only one matchup on the week this past week, not one that really had an impact on the playoff implications for either division. The game was between Mag and David and YDE, Mag and David's last game of the year, Mag and David ending the their season off with a win, taking the win over YDE 6-5. So YDE finishes off their season with a tie to YDE last week, and then in YDE takes the one-goal win. So Mag and David finishes their season with a record of 3, 10, and 1, 7 points, meaning that, as you can probably attest, they are not going to make the playoffs this year as they finish at this point one point behind North Shore. In that vein, without having so many games over the last week, we're going to just take a look at where the teams lie and what's coming up over the next week. May as well just take a look at who has clinched already. Rambam, DRS, and Hafter have already clinched playoff berths. Rambam at 17 points, DRS at 16, Hafter at 14. Right now, the bubble team is Solomon Schechter. Solomon Schechter is that 11th uh, that has 11 points that they can possibly get, one behind North Shore's 12. So everybody is looking to get over that 11 point mark. If you're already over that 11 point mark, you've made the playoffs. If not, at least this is in the East, if not, you are behind. The two or three teams that are just below that mark, Flatbush is at 10, Hank at 9, North Shore at 8. Flatbush and Hank can both clinch playoff perths this week. Uh, They can both uh, clinch with a Solomon Schechter Uh, Flatbush can do it with a win or Solomon Schechter loss. Hank can do it with a win versus Solomon Schechter or a tie versus Solomon Schechter and a win versus DRS. The three teams above, Rambam, DRS, and Hafter, actually have other clinch situations this week. Uh, Rambam can clinch at least a first-round home game with a win this week. Rambam facing DRS on Monday night and Hafter uh, this coming Saturday night. DRS can clinch at least a first-round home game with two wins or a win versus Hank. So DRS is playing three games on the week. DRS has Rombom, Flatbush, and Hank, but it needs to beat Hank at the at the very least with another win to clinch a uh, to clinch a home game. Hafter can clinch at least a first-round home game with a win. They'll be facing Rombom this week and a win uh, sorry with a win and two hank losses so they will need that win plus hank two hank losses hank will be playing Solomon Schechter and DRS That's the case in the East the East has several games on the week the East has one, two, three, four four Five looks seems like five or six games on the week. We'll go through them in just a second. Out west, uh, much the same in terms of some people already having playoff berths. SAR has clinched a playoff berth already at 18 points, everybody else still gunning. Hillel and Westchester, the only two teams that have been eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, so we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 teams still fighting for the playoffs. SAR at 18 points. JEC at 15. Frisch at 14. Ramaz at 14. TABC at 13. MTA at 12. Kushner at 6. Still fighting right now at 3 and 5. We'll get to them in MTA and those at the back end of that in just a second. Teams that can do anything this week. JEC can clinch a playoff berth with a win versus Kushner. We'll get to that uh, in just a moment. Taking a look at the matchups the week ahead, because those are going to give us a little bit more clarity as to what's going on. Monday night, Rambam and DRS square off. DRS took the first meeting 4 to nothing in DRS. A win by DRS will put them at nine, point, uh, at 9 wins, almost effectively knocking Rambam out of the running for the top spot and put pressure on Hafter with a tough schedule ahead. They'll have Rambam twice. They'll have SAR, TABC, and DRS. So it's gonna be it would be tough for Hafter to uh, to really catch up to either of those teams. A win by Rombaum keeps Rombaum's hopes alive and builds momentum for the last two games on the year, both of which are against Hafter, one this coming Saturday night, and the other after the break. DRS will have a quick turnaround because on Tuesday night they will travel to Flatbush was looking to avoid falling to 7 losses, which would mean at best a 500 record, and barring a Hank blow-up would mean traveling in the first round of the playoffs. Um, taking a look at Hank's schedule to see why this is the case. Hank has YDE, Solomon Schechter twice, DRS and Kushner. YDE and Solomon Schechter twice, Hank should be able to dispatch up. That's 3 wins right there. Kushner, I guess you could say half and half. DRS is most likely not going to be a victory for Hank, but you never know in this league. But if we can safely say that YDE Solomon and the Solomon Schechter games will be wins, Hank will be at seven four zero and one. They will have at the very worst six losses, meaning that if Flatbush has already hit the seven loss mark, Flatbush is behind them and will be traveling in if the playoffs. Uh, when the playoffs come around, it's one of the easiest if not the easiest of the remaining schedules cross game on tuesday night as well yde and westchester yde three points one nine and one westchester in the bottom out west at oh and nine wednesday night we'll see uh we'll see a nice grudge match out west uh one of the only west games on the early week thursday we'll have two more uh, Kushner and JEC, it's a grudge match that could clinch a playoff berth for the for the Thunder. Kushner desperately uh, needs the win to avoid lowering the magic number between themselves and MTA. The Lions are not in action this week, but a Kushner loss means that it would need to win three of its last five games just to catch those Lions now, which would mean they have to take a game off of at least DRS, TABC, and Frisch in order to catch up. If uh, If they were to lose this week... MTA at six and five, Kushner at three and six. MTA's remaining schedule on the season involves Ramaz, TABC, and Frisch. So, all those, most of those games are toss-ups. TABC, Ramaz, the Ramaz game they lost to Ramaz already earlier this year, but who knows? They can, they could potentially take that game. Even if they were to say go zero and three in their last three games, that would put them at six and eight. If Kushner were to lose this week to uh, to JEC, that would put them at three and six taking a look at their remaining schedules, like I said, they have TABC, Frisch, Hillel, Hank, and DRS. Frisch and DRS are going to be very daunting tasks. If they were to lose both those games, that would put them also at 3 and 8, which means that the games against TABC, Hillel, Hillel we can potentially give to them, so let's say that's 4 and 8. TABC, Hank, um... Maybe TABC is winnable for them. They've already lost to TABC once. Hank maybe a little more winnable, but if you're already looking at a five and nine record, especially with MTA already having hit the six win mark, yeah, they have the tiebreaker over MTA. But if they if they can't get tied with them, it's not going to matter. Cushion's going to find themselves very quickly on the outside looking in, much like Flatbush is going to, would find themselves on the outside of a home game with Hank jumping above them. Speaking of Hank, Wednesday night, Hank will host Solomon Schechter. The Hurricanes can punch the playoff tickets, uh, uh, not only theirs, but playoff tickets number four and five with the win, as both they and Flatbush, like I said, only need a Solomon Schechter loss to make the postseason. It'll also put North Shore one point away from wrapping up the East in terms of who makes the postseason. If Solomon Schechter loses, that would put the magic number down to nine which would be one ahead of where North Shore is. North Shore having the tiebreaker with Solomon Schechter holding the two wins over them would need, at the very worst, a tie. And it would, uh, I mean, even an overtime loss because that would just wind up them being tied with Solomon Schechter. Um, a tie, an overtime loss, a win, anything would do it for North Shore to put them in the postseason. North Shore is going to be off until after the break, but faces YDE and Westchester when it resumes. But Solomon Schechter, also facing Hafter next week, things could be finalized before they even get to those final two games. Thursday night, we'll see a double slate of games starting off with the grudge match between TABC and Frisch. The two kicked off the season with a 1-0 Frisch overtime win. Both teams playing consistently solid hockey since that point. Frisch has new life after SAR's loss to DRS last week. Now a sweep of the rest of the regular season for Frisch, which includes a game against SAR next week, will give Frisch the division. After this game and SAR, after the uh, TABC and SAR game, Hillel, JEC, MTA, and Kushner, all that remain for Frisch. Not the most difficult schedule. Obviously, JEC having having the record that they have could be looked at as being a difficult game, but not how Frisch manhandled them the last time. If you look at it, that should be four wins for Frisch. So, after TABC and SAR, it is a much easier battle for Frisch, and if they can get past those games, that is a very doable scenario. For TABC, a win would momentarily propel them over Frisch, And with a few strokes of good fortune, the Storm could find themselves in contention for a first-round bye. It would require SAR defeating Frisch next week as well, but assuming that happens, assuming TABC takes out Frisch, and then SAR defeating Frisch, the ball is in TABC's court. Once they will also see Hillel and West has to do battle in in the two eliminated teams out West game, not really counting for much other than pride between themselves. Mozé Shabbos will feature two games, two extremely interesting games. Hafter and Rambam will meet up, always an exciting battle between the two teams that can pretty much look across the street at each other. Last year was a great example of the give-and-take nature, with Hafter winning 6-1 in Rambam, before Rambam upended the Hawks 2-1 in overtime in Hafter. A Rambam win would put a ton of pressure on Hafter to keep pace, as depending on the DRS game, Rambam can find themselves inches away from clinching a first-round bye. Hafter win swings that around, and puts the pressure on Rambam in their last game, which will be against Hafter at home on the other side of the break. The other game on the night, DRS and Hank will do battle. Both these teams have, uh, have what to fight for. DRS, as I said, still fighting for, clinching at least a at first-round home game. Hank looking just to get into the postseason. Just going to rehash. Not much really changed in the rankings. DRS still at 1, SAR at 2, Frisch at 3, TABC at 4, Rambam at 5. Everything else stays the same, just like that. Hefter, Ramaz, JEC, Flatbush, Hank, Kushner, MTA, North Shore, Mag and David's win over YDE keeps it where it is. Hillel at 15, Salmon Schechter at 16, YDE's loss to Mag and David keeps it at 17. Westchester rounding it out at 18. Moving over to JV Hockey, the only game that was supposed to be on the slate this week, Flapush and Shari Toro, was postponed. That game is going to be now on February 2nd. So we're just going to take a look at where the teams lie and a couple of interesting matchups ahead, just like we just did for Varsity. Only one team has clinched a playoff berth in the East. That's DRS at 13 points. A couple of other, They have a couple of other clinching scenarios this week. And a couple of other teams have scenarios as well. Start off with what DRS can do. DRS can clinch a first-round home game with a win and a Hafter loss this week, or a Hank loss or tie. Hafter will be going up against Shari Torah. Hank will be facing three teams, Mag and David, Rambam, and TABC. They can also clinch the number one seed in the East with a win and a Hank loss tie, and a half loss. So, if only two of those scenarios happen, uh, they obviously need the win. With a win and a half loss or a Hank tie, they will get a first-round home game. With a win and a Hank loss tie and a half tie, sorry, and a half loss, they will clinch the number one seed in the East. Flatbush, at 11 points, can clinch with a win over DRS next week or a bomb loss to Hank. Um that that's because them at them at eleven points, they get up to thirteen points, they're ahead of Rombaum's possibility of twelve, or Rombom's loss to Hank would drop them below eleven. Rombaum being the double the, the bubble team, um they have that dubious scenario. Uh Hank can clinch with a win versus Rombaum and uh even though they have other games on the week were they to lose to Rambam, Rambam would still be at the possibility of 12 points. Hank would only be at 12 points, and they would have split their two matchups on the year. A loss to Rambam, like I said, means no clinch this week, and will need to wait until February. For Hafter, although in the same situation as Hank with 8 points, they are not in a position to clinch because a win and a Rambam loss... Only leaves them with the possibility of being tied. A half-term win would put them at ten. A Rambam loss would also put them at the possibility of ten, as they would be three and five and can get to five and five. So, they need to face Rambam first. Without having faced him, they don't hold a tie-break, much like Hank would. Rambam, the bubble team, although only two points behind teams like Hank and Hafter, the position they're in makes it tough on them with their schedule, which we've covered to, uh, to this point. Every loss brings everyone else closer to the playoffs in the East. YDE, Shari Torah, Mag, and David all find themselves behind. YDE finished off their season last week. They finished with a record of two and eight. Shari Torah can only get to a total of eight points, which will not be good enough as they don't hold tiebreakers. Mag and David only has one game remaining. Taking a look over at the West. TABC can do a bit of damage this week. TABC can clinch a playoff berth with a win this week. They'll have two games. They'll, they'll face Frisch and Hank on the week. Frisch can clinch a playoff berth with a win. So the winner of that game against with Frisch and TABC going to find themselves having a playoff berth already. TABC, though, can go the extra mile. They can clinch a first-round home game with a win and a JEC loss or tie. And JEC on that same night will face Cushion. We'll get into that in just a second. The way the rest of the division looks, Ramaz is also at eleven points. They do not play this week. They have one game left on their calendar. That is going to come on the other side. I believe on the other side of the break. Uh, if you give me a second to check, they will. They still have to face uh SAR then that will come on the other side of the break I don't have a date for you just yet but we'll get to it sometime soon JEC is at eight points MTA at eight points SAR at seven points Kushner at three points will be eliminated with the loss or tie to JEC in the coming week otherwise they can keep their slim playoff hopes alive with a win Taking a look at the matchups on the week, Monday night, we'll have Hank and Mag and David doing battles. Season ends for Mag and David after that night. But for Hank, the push is just beginning. They, like I said, they have three games on the week. Best possible outcome for them, a 7-2 and record. It would mean having to topple TABC and also, uh, I mean, obviously not. The Rombaum game, they've already defeated Rombaum once. TABC is going to be the big battle on the week. Uh, the pressure is thrust back on Hank to be near perfect the rest of the way, though, for a first-round home game and escaping having to travel to Jersey in a first-round game. Hank's not likely to drop the Mag and David one, so the 500 marker, uh, at least pretty much assured for them. It's, I think that, that that they'll have their fifth win after that game on Monday night. Tuesday night, Flappish and DRS in the JV end the battle. Two teams leading the division. Flappish can up its odds at clinching a first-round home game with a win. But DRS hasn't dropped a game yet and still looks to be the top team out east. A loss from Flappish doesn't really hurt them in the short run. Rambam still needs to win out to catch them, because they have 11 points, Rambam will, can only get 12 at this point, and that would, you know, I don't think they'll end their playoff hopes really, but they can help their own cause for sure, if not, a game against one win Shari on the other side of the break should clinch their berth uh, for Flatbush anyhow, so a loss to DRS doesn't really affect them, um, unless, uh, except for how it fa- how they would fare, Uh, At the top of the division, but um, in terms of clinching a playoff berth, they still have Shari to face, and that's likely to be, um, uh, even if it doesn't necessarily get there, depending on what happens with Rombaum, that'll be their fallback anyhow. Speaking of Rombaum, Wednesday night, that Hank-Rombaum game, the Ravens are at that breaking point now. A loss means that both Flappers and Hank clinch a playoff berth, meaning that the only team that they could climb past is Hafter. Taking a look at their remaining schedules. Assuming a Rambam loss, Rambam falls to three and five. Hafter facing Shari on Wednesday night, I'd say we can most likely put them at five and uh we can most likely put Hafter at five and two. Because right now they're four and two. That would make them five and two. Rambam would need help from DRS and SAR to keep Hafter pinned down they would need uh DRS, DRS not so much an issue DRS defeated Hafter 3 to 1 earlier in the season doesn't mean that they they would do it again but at least they've already beaten Hafter SAR though, SAR having uh, um, an interesting season being 3-3-0-1 out in the West, so that'll be a very interesting battle, uh, but would then Rambam would need them to do the work for them, and would then need to get the job done themselves on the other side of the break against Hafter, along with a win over Shari, in order to push into a tie with Hafter. But at that point, because they would both be five 5-5, and five, Rombom having the win over them, Rombom would hold the tie-break. which played for two periods against Tank, would best be served to just get the job done here, put themselves at 4-4, four and four, and make that game with Hafter for all the marbles anyhow. We just said, Hafters playing Shari Torah on Wednesday. Thursday night, a night for rivalries out West, Frisch looks to avenge the 3 nothing shutout loss to TABC earlier in the season and throw a wrench in TABC's plans to celebrate, clinching a first-round bye on their court. On their, not first-round bye because the JV is 4, so first-round home game on their court. TABC can achieve at least a second seed with a win, and a JEC loss to Kushner on the same night and put them a point away from wrapping up the West, which they would be able to do with the win over Hank on Saturday night. Speaking of the other grudge match, the JEC Kushner game on Thursday night... Uh, the other grudge match can see Kushner attempt to avenge its 3-1 loss to the Thunder earlier in the season and spo- actually a couple of weeks ago or much earlier in the season and spoil their plans at a postseason berth JEC really needs as many wins as they can get in the race for the final ticket in the West a win would put the pressure on SAR to have to win at least two of their last three games to make the playoffs which is not going to be easy because they have Frisch Hafter and Ramaz Frisch, and- Frisch is going to would be a tough uh, tough fight for them. Ramaz Ramaz is doing extremely well. Question is, are they that much better than SAR? Um, the the game is going to be Hafter. Again, as we said in the Hafter analysis, could go either way. They would also then have put MTA in a position to need to defeat Kushner in February, where they would only force a tie between MTA and JEC, because pending JEC, picking up any points in their final two games with TABC or Frisch, they will end up tied and they will have their season series split, meaning that we would go, assuming SAR doesn't join the fray, we would go to a one-game playoff between JEC and MTA. So Kushner can really throw a bit of a monkey wrench into JEC's plans and really throw the West into a bit of turmoil. A JEC win would sort of turn things, or not so much turn things around, but would give them a little more cushion, meaning that at the very least they would be able to expect just that that tiebreaker, if not having to fight for it. They need the win over Kushner, otherwise they're going to have to face TABC or Frisch and look to at least get their fifth win there. they don't get to their fifth win, it's going to be that much more difficult for them in order to make the playoffs. Final game on the week: Hank and TABC doing battle Saturday night. Two of the more intriguing teams on the season. Hank, as we said, coming into the week with a record of four and two, thought to be one of the top teams coming into the year. Taking two disappointing losses to DRS and after TABC came in one of the top two teams in the division with uh, back and forth with TABC with them and Frisch. Taking the the matchup with Fresh early in the season, facing Frisch, they can go into that game with a 7-0 record with the perfect season still intact and have more motivation to take out Hank. Hank needs to get back on the winning track, on the right track. Um, again, having Mag and David on Monday night could do wonders for them in that category, but facing them won't really prepare you to face a TABC. Facing Rombaum might help them a little more. Uh, just to get a little more momentum going. They could be 6-2 and two going into that game against TABC. But TABC um, really being dominant this year. This is going to show us where the top in the East and the top in the West really lie. Obviously, TABC and DRS still have to face this year. They're going to face the last game of the season. But at least we'll get a sense of where TABC would lie in the East, if they have that much trouble with Hank. It's a question of how much trouble they're really going to be having with DRS. Uh, DRS played Frisch earlier in the year. They played to a 1-1 tie. So one can you know, assume, although it's never safe to assume, DRS tied with Frisch, TABC defeated Frisch, DRS defeated Hank one should assume that this should be TABC's game to win but at this point in the season when both teams are really hungry for that extra win and that extra you know that extra push for the playoff spot as I said before Hank looking to avoid having to go back out to New Jersey in the playoffs it could get uh extremely extremely uh interesting when this game comes to pass and that'll be this Saturday night Taking a look at the rankings, with no games having been played on the week, obviously the rankings do not change. TABC, DRS, Frisch, Hafter, and Hank as our top 5. SAR, Ramaz, Flatbush, Rambam, MTA, 6-10. through 10. JEC at 11, Kushner at 12, YDE at 13, Mag and David at 14, and Shari Tower rounding out the league at 15. Well, that about does it for this episode of The Court Report. Again, a short week this past week. A nice week coming up ahead in all sports uh, as we head into the new year and as we head into the weeks leading into finals and into winter break. We'll have a little more information as to how our schedule will roll for those for you next week right here in The Court Report. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, J.M. in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m., live on the stream, nachumsiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on J.M. in the AM at around 7.20 with a Tuesday morning J.M. in the AM sports update. If you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the Like tab. Let's get that number up. Once again, Happy New Year, everyone. See you next week, right here on the Court Report, only on the Knockham Siegel Network. Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of the Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nahum Siegel Network, NahumSiegel.com.